It's the semi-finals of the Scottish Junior Cup this weekend as Auchinleck Talbot play Kirk and Tillich Rob Roy and Peters Hill take on Yoker. But if Alex McDowell has his way, there'll only be one more season of the competition in its current guise. The Chief Operating Officer at the Scottish Junior Football Association joins us on the show this week. He has some big news for clubs. In a Down the Divisions exclusive, he outlines his proposals for a replacement for the flagship tournament and the bumper prize money which will be up for grabs. It's a must listen as we look at exactly what's on offer and what will be needed to make it a reality. Before taking over at the SJFA, Alec was chairman of Gart Ken, and he tells us why he thinks the conferences in the West of Scotland League were a bad idea. He also hits out at the decision to give the old firm Colts more time in the Lowland League and explains why there should be a board made up of every league at Tier 6. Plus, there are his plans to reopen junior membership for clubs who left. There's all that and more, plus Mark Mackay's Best of the West as we go down the divisions. Good to have you along as we take a look at Scotland's lower leagues. Well, Paul, we're back again. Glasgow girls in Glasgow's, what should we say, east end of Glasgow, Bud Hill. Yeah, east end, east end of the city. We're back in this uh, this superb studio again, uh, properly decked out here. Um, and we're here to record uh, our latest episode. Uh, plenty going on out this this part of uh, Glasgow, Paul. Lots happening, lots happening with the women's game as well. The uh, Glasgow girls had a great win in the weekend, beating Kilmarnock, which uh, puts them at the promotion spot for going into the SPFL one. Tell us a bit more about what's going on out here as well. You, you've uh, we've spoken a bit about it on the the podcast the last time we were out here, but there's a there's a media academy going on out here. Yeah, they set up the media academy here and. There's lots of uh, reconstruction work going on as well, building learning centres uh, for the community. And I think in the next couple of weeks, you'll see uh, some developments to the ground. I think there's new fences being put up and uh, with a view then to obviously trying to make Budhill Park the home of Glasgow girls and hopefully look at getting an AstroTurf facility put in. I guess we'd uh, like to thank uh, everybody out here at Glasgow Girls, Jim, Davey, Emma and uh, the rest of the, the team for, for having us once again. Uh, and uh, as much as there's there's a lot going on in the women's game, uh, there was more end of season drama in the West of Scotland League, should we say, Paul? Fantastic end to the season. I think the, the confidences have been good for that, especially with the title runs coming in. We'd mentioned over the last couple of weeks how... Drumchapel were at the top of the conference and they were having to win by five clear goals. They only had one game left and then Peters Hill had to then go into Saturday and win by two clear goals, which they done. Uh, congratulations to Peter Hill uh, for, for winning their conference. Absolutely fantastic. And whilst the conference have been tough for a lot of teams, uh, certainly at the top end of the league, they've worked pretty well. I'm not sure how tonight's guest will agree with us but uh, it's certainly been exciting into the, the season we'll soon find out Paul eh? what uh, tonight's guest thinks of all of that yes and uh, some big exclusives as well I believe so I believe we'll find out more shortly before all that a quick word for our sponsors media agency 44 creative not only do they have photographers graphic designers videographers and video editors to help promote your content brand organization or event they now offer website services too. They make a creation personal and they'd love to hear from you. Find out more at www.44creativehq.com and we'll include that link in the show's description on your podcast player too. Back to the show and please do keep the comments and suggestions for guests coming. If you're a club in the lower leagues looking for more exposure, we'd also like to hear from you. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com that's down the divisions at gmail.com or you can contact us through Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Hi, I'm Gordon Moffat. I'm the manager of Clyde Bank and you're listening to Down the Divisions. 
Chief Operating Officer at the Scottish Junior Football Association and former Guard Ken Chairman Alec McDowell is on the show this week. Thanks for being with us, Alec. Thanks for having me along. Before we chat some more, we've got the Down the Divisions decider. As always, we'll give you four clues for a particular club from SPFL League One all the way down, then reveal the answer at the end of the show. Right, I'm covering my notes today because Paul's sitting next to me and I've got a feeling he was looking over my shoulder there. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> right, this week I'm looking for the club that when they formed as a junior team in 1919, they were affiliated to a side with Dockyard in their name. They were once nicknamed The Wreck. They play in a place that was founded as a garden city. And it was the club where former Scotland international Stevie Crawford started his career. See, when I do it every week, I give you a prompt, I, I Shocking. So it must have been Fife. Stevie Crawford's a Fife, as I think. Bon Island? I. Reveal answers at the end of the show. Don't Alec. jump in too soon, Alec. Alec. You've not been listening. As well. Sorry. Have you not been listening? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll find out if uh, Alec is right at the end of the show. Hi, I'm Sean Kenny, manager of Dear Thistle. You're listening to Down the Divisions. Alec McDowell took over as the chief operating officer at the Scottish Junior Football Association 18 months ago. Uh, we'll come to that in a moment, Alec. Uh, but before all of that, you were one of the men behind Gart Ken's rise. I know you've stepped down as chairman to go to the SJFA, but um, you're still a big supporter of the club. Uh, your league season is now finished. Uh, I think you lost 2-1 to Dalry on the weekend, but you're sitting third in Conference B in the West of Scotland League and uh, now can't be caught. Um, how do you reflect on the season? Disappointing to be honest. Um, we, we played, listen, Canvas Lang deserved to win it. I think they had two loses and one draw. So any team that does that throughout the season deserves to win. And all credit to them. One of the, the losses were against us. We lost games against teams that we should have done a bit better against. The game, in, the game against O'Reilly at the weekend, we were down to the bare bones. Uh, the Gaffer or the Backroom team were away. Um, on uh, the gaffer stag do, the, the game had been changed. Uh, stag do was, was already organised. A bit disappointing that they weren't there, you know, we'd have liked them there. And we've got a lot of injuries and players that have left us and, and, and whatever else. But all credit to Dorai, you know, and I know they're languishing near the bottom of the, the table, but it, they came out and gave it a go the other day. We went one nothing up. Probably a, co- a cross come shot, Eddie Ferns. Hit the back of the net, really good. But we didn't do much more than that. Second half, they came out. Um, they were coming down the, the hill. And they took they took their goals well, and, and they deserved to win it. And, you know, fair credit to them. A lot of nice people down there as well. Big thing for me on Saturday was our, our goalkeeper, J.C. Hutchison, was retiring. And I'd spoke to the, the guys for the ride before it, spoke to the referee, and both teams gave him a, a guard of honour as, as we subbed them with five minutes to go. You know, I'm not saying that the game didn't matter or, or the points didn't matter, it always matters, but I think sometimes things are bigger than, than what it is. So I listen, disappointing the end up, but we're third. If somebody told you you were third, you know, in any normal league, you would be reasonably happy because you'd get promoted. I personally think we should be winning a league, you know, but that is what it is. Really nice gesture from, from both teams to do that for the for the goalkeeper. How have Dorai's been a Surprise, really, because we've played them a few times and they're a young young team and, and I'm shocked to see them actually where they are. Uh, you must have been shocked on Saturday when they turned up and uh, beat you. No, not at all. I, th- I, think, we, I think we kind of loaned ourselves to that. You know, we, we, weren't, we weren't prepared. Um, we didn't have enough players here. A couple of the boys up for the 20s that, that just kind of made it up. Probably played a full 90 minutes a night before as well. We expected our, our players to be there. Uh, but it just listen. They deserved the one. I can't take that away from them. They deserved the one. In terms of commitment throughout the season, I'm sure the boys have all been committed in that. And obviously, we speak about this quite a lot with teams of kind of a bit more of a healthier budget than the teams at the bottom. And I'd probably put fair to say Gart Cairn in that category. Are you surprised that 
boys were away this weekend. Uh, it wasn't it? Aye, the, the management side of it. No, I'm talking about players. players. You, you, say you, were, you were kind of short on players and uh, having to was, bring boys up from the 20s. To be honest, it was more due to injuries and, pl- and players away. Right, okay. Um, there was a, there's a number of injuries now. And listen, did we maybe think that we could get down there with half a team and beat them? We probably did. Um, but again, that's that's not what we should be doing with any team, you know, even bottom of the table or bottom half of the table. I think the big thing for me is I want to always want to finish as high as I can. If we get a point in Saturday, we'd have finished second. The fact that we finished third, you know, the fact that we finished second, I'm, I'm no happy with But the fact that we finished third, I'm really no happy with But that's what it is. We're, we're in the division that we're going to be in. And I don't know whether some of the, the guys had switched off. This game had been rearranged. Um, obviously, I'd say it's about the management side of it. Um, so this game had been rearranged and everything he, he, the gaffer stag do was was set and I suppose I have a lot of money to lose and everything else. No, it's it's one of those ones. You know, I always want to finish as high as I can. That's it. And obviously you and I go back a long way, Alec, and I know there's one person uh, knowing you as well as I do that you like change and if things make football better, you're all for it and you promote new ideas, especially in all your time in the amateur game as well. You've always, you know, changed the way league formats are, are, are operated. How have you found the, uh, the conferences? Have you enjoyed them? No. No, I, I think it's I think it's been unfair the way it was set up. Um, I was involved with the West Region when it moved across and the, the whole plan was that everybody was going to cross equal. And then the, the goalposts get changed and then the top 16 were more equal than ours and then it turned out the top 19 were more equal than ours. Um, and the rest of these are then fighting for one place to get promotion to the, the Premier Division. And do you feel that maybe Gartcairn should have been in that top 19? or No, no, no. You just you, felt that maybe it should have been evenly, the team should have all, every team should have been in the conference? No, we, we didn't deserve to be in the top 19. That's that's for certain at that time. Um, but what, what, what was sold... You know, what, what was kind of put across days was that everybody was going to cross equal. And that is the way it went across. And then it very quickly changed. It gets thrown that Rod Petrie didn't want the, didn't want this and he wanted to make sure you'd, uh, you'd end up with a top 16. The fact that they're seven going down, I think, is harsh. Awful harsh, isn't it? It's very harsh. You know, if it had been done over maybe two or three seasons, then you could have maybe have, um, you could maybe have suggested that, you know, that, that's the way to go. Just um, before we come on to that a bit more, I mean, you, you've said that you're disappointed with the season. Um, I guess, I mean, Gart Ken as a club hasn't really been around all that long compared seven, to... Seven years. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think when when you sort of founded the club in 2007, it was just an under-8 and an under-10s team to start with, was that right? And And now you've, well... I saw a stat earlier, you've now got over 700 players and over 60 coaches, but it might have gone on more than that or by now. I think we, we cover most aspects now, you know, and, and okay, it has to go to Robert McKell, one of the guys that started at the beginning. I came in in 2015 for the senior side of it, but, you know, the, the full setup that's there. We, we've still got to link up properly with the, we've not got a 19s now, but we've still got to link up with the 20s and, and try and get a bit of a better relationship there and taking it forward so we'll get a full pathway going through. But I guess, I mean, when you look at the teams, and I know this isn't any any reason not to to be disappointed with the season, but when you're looking at the length of time some of the teams have been around, the clubs have been around that you're competing with and they've got a history of 80 plus years, you know, you've come, as a club, you've come a long, long way in a, in a very short space of time relatively as well. Yeah, well, well Paul had mentioned earlier that, you know, we, we kind of look at, you know, we, we don't do the normal, you know, we don't do what everybody else does and... Listen, we look at things and we, we see what we can do to change it, what we can do to improve it. We've got a business club that I don't think really anybody else has got. We don't have a lot of supporters, but we have a business club that, that helps bring money in, that helps keep the club going. Recently, we've just managed to get three stands that are built out of containers. So a 200-seater stand there now as well. So, listen, every, every one of these clubs, you know, and, and all credit to the people that are involved with them, it doesn't matter how long they've been there. You know, the, there's a lot of volunteers, there's... It's all credit to all these, all these guys that have been gone for years and, and we're all fighting for one goal, you know, right? That's where we are. 
In terms of ambition now, is it to get club licensing so you can enter the big Scottish Cup? Yes. <laughs> That should be in process this year. You know, I've, I've got to get it in for September. So we're working on the, the toilet side of it, the food cube side of it. Um, you, you've got to get a turnstile, disabled access. You've got to get signage up. There's a lot of stuff you need to do to put it in place. Gert Kieran won the UFA Silver Award recently, um, a couple of years ago before COVID hit. And, you know, for a, for a club like us, it's got to be aimed as far as you can and you get as involved you can you're, you're talking about Glasgow girls here there's a great setup for the, the girls at Gart Cairn I think they're they're on track to, to win their league as well What about your uh, what about your ground MTC Park as well I, I know you kind of you got your membership in 2015 of the SFA and uh, you moved in there what about six months later a year later probably about a year later um, and we get slaughtered for it but we everything you know there's a five-year plan put in place. We, we look at it as a business. Uh, we put a five-year plan in place. We told them they we were going to have the, the stands. We told them they were going to have the, the toilets, everything else. COVID kind of put a, a wee block on it. But, you know, if you take the two years of COVID out, we're probably six months ahead of where we, we say we were going to be. But we're, we're getting to it. You know, it's not, there's a number of other clubs out there that don't have stands or whatever. I've been to some grounds that have slaughtered us. And to be honest, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't use a toilet in the place. Never mind anything else. <laughs> why, why? Why do you think? Is it jealousy? Is that why they slaughter you, or because I, they've been around longer? You're one of the still, I guess, one of the the newer kids on the block. I don't think it's jealousy. I, th- I, th- I think it's maybe about we get things wrong at the start. Um, Craig Armstrong stuck the names in the back of the strips right at the start. Now, for us, that was about let's try and generate people talking about us and. Stuff like that. It kind of backfired on us a bit, you know, people slaughtering us a wee bit, who do you think you are, and everything else. It really was just a gimmick. It was a PR exercise to try and get the people of Airdrie to come out and help us. And, and is that is that is that a problem in maybe British football? I don't know, that somebody tries to do something a bit different and rather, rather than, um, what's the word? Rather than say, well done for trying something different, they're very quick to jump on you and say, we don't do it like that here. Well, to be honest, we, we had about 40 guys called Foy that year, you know, because that's, <laughs> that's the strip they were wearing. We went, we went through it. Um, but, listen, you, you look at it like it's a Darvo. And Darvo aren't getting slaughtered for the money they're spending. How can you slaughter somebody for putting money into this level of football? You know, we, we, we put a fair amount of money in. We've invested off the park. We've invested on the park. Why would you slaughter somebody just because they're going out and getting more money to do it? Uh, if everybody upped their game, then great. There, there's just maybe no amount of money there, and there's maybe a lot of teams that are, are kind of happy um, just, you know, getting along with where they are. Listen, we'll probably talk about the junior stuff later on, but on that kind of thing, I've maybe had about 20 clubs contact me, say, could you know start the West Region again? Really? You know, because I, they don't have the ambition to, to and, and listen, that sounds harsh, but they don't have the ambition to go for a licence. But they've still got the ambition to play football. And listen, I think the right way to go is through the West of Scotland League. And I think what they've got there is good. I think it could be better. You know, and I think they've actually got something that if they, they packaged it better, you know, it would be really worth looking at and sponsorship and everything else. But I believe that's the right way to go as well. So I've, I've kind of, these member clubs that we've still got, you know, I've kind of said to them, you know, just go where you're going now. Let's see if we can make that better than, than anything else. You're talking about that, Alec, that I'm a huge supporter of the West of Scotland League. I love it. I think it's a brand that really should be built on. I think the 20s league on a Friday night's brilliant. All falls under the, the Lowland League. It's really, really good. Uh, but sometimes I wonder, is there too many teams? And also I've seen, I think it was last week, that Rangers Celtic... Colts are now also getting back into the Lowland League. What's your kind of thoughts and opinions on that? Do you think there's room for these teams, or do you think it's stifling? You, you touched on Darville there, and and your you know Gart Cairn and teams like that that really are ambitious and really want to go for it. Does it take away places for them? I really should say no comment here, but I'm not going to. I'm really surprised that there's not a shout, a louder shout for the west of Scotland, east of Scotland, and south of Scotland, that these teams can go over the top of the teams that are already there. What is the point in having a pyramid system if you're going to just put teams in at a different level? 
Now, not everybody wants to get to that level, and I get that. But how can a lower league decide that they're bringing guys in when there's a pyramid system? You know, and listen, I do think the Colts in there would be good for the game. I think it'd be good for the game and how it goes, and I don't think there should be anything to stop them getting promotion, whatever else as well. But how can they get an over... How can they even get an overlook? You know, why, why should they get an overlook? There's a pyramid system put in place for a reason. Now, for me, the whole thing's disjointed. You know, you've got a Lowland League, you've got a Highland League, you've got the South, the East, the West, um, you've, you've got the Juniors, you know, and it, it's just disjointed for me. And so, so you reckon it's like not a true pyramid system there? One of the things that actually, I, I've never even thought about this, we played a friendly on Saturday against BSC, BSC that I had always thought was, you know, the Lowland League team. Something's obviously happened there. They're now Broomhill and BSC are now in this development league. And we went along to, I think it's Peterson Park, I think we played in uh, Knightswood, who I'm not sure if they've took it over as a community asset transfer or whatever. Nice grass pitch, but probably nowhere near the criteria it needs to be. But there's a situation there, I just felt that, is that just a name change? I mean, you might not have the answer. Is, is that just a name change or is that is, is BSC starting all over again? It's just things like that that I think, well, can somebody just change their name and stay in the Premier League? I, I don't know the answer to that. And if there's somebody out there that wants to get in touch and explain the situation, I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't see a problem in name changing. You know, and I, I think Broomhill's going to change their name again next year for the kind of stories that are going about. Um BSC been in the development league, I think it's a great idea. You know, even Finart, who I've had long affinity with, um, St. Peter's and a few mm-hmm. others and whatever else. Um, and I think it's great that there's a development league for it, but there yeah. has got to be a criteria. You know, we are at semi-professional football, or, or part-time football, if you want to put it that way. And there's got to be a criteria that you, you achieve. I think for me there, Alex, not so much brilliant, Finart, the guys are brilliant there. Uh, and you know they're working there. St Peter's great. They should they should be up. And it's, it's not so much BSE starting again. I'm not saying shouldn't be in. I just think it's more like all right. We just changed the name at the top of the league. So what's to stop Gart Cairn, I suppose, eh, who have got that ambition, just going to I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Someone's in the Lowland League. It's maybe Vela Leaven, who were in the, the the bottom half of the Lowland League. Saying, look, do you want to just merge with us and we'll just change our name? You know, hey, hey, that's then not a true pyramid system, is it? Without mentioning any names, that was a possibility. Um, that was a possibility we were looking at, you know, kind of maybe jumping a couple of leagues and, and joining in with, with another team that's already there. So then surely that's, again, not a true pyramid system then? Well, I, I would disagree because I would say it's more emerging of clubs. You know, it's more emerging of clubs to, to take things forward. Uh, you've already mentioned there's maybe too many clubs. Yeah. So what we looked at was was a possibility of getting in with somebody and, and Amalgamating with them and seeing where we went. So, did, did you? Or was there any with with the Colt teams getting longer in the Lowland League? Was there any? Uh, what's the word? Did you have anybody contact you from the Lowland League or through Gart Ken, even through your uh, junior, current junior role to? Number well, canvas opinion, I suppose, or or even are you aware of how they came to that conclusion? Was it just the committee that decided? Was it put out to the clubs? It, it was put out to the teams in the Lowland League, and and they had a vote on it. I think I've got ten four in my head. I don't know if that was the case. Um, nobody contacted nobody contacted us at Gartcairn, which I'm probably a bit disappointed with. I know there's a kind of four league agreement: uh, the Lowland League, the South of Scotland, East of Scotland, the West of Scotland, and they would have discussed it. Um, I'm very surprised that it, listen to be honest I'm very surprised I'm not shouted that it's no good because we've still got 50 odd members in the west of Scotland we've got, I think it's 10 members in the east of Scotland and if it was it be, and I suppose I'm shouting it now actually but if it was me I'd, I'd be shouting loudly in this you know because that how how can you possibly put two other teams in over the top now, Hearts and Hibs are now talking about it as well so the Ray going as well you know just Listen, I think it's good for the game, but it's no good for the people underneath, and it shouldn't be that we're an afterthought. It shouldn't be that um, our, our clubs just have to accept it. That's just I'm, I'm really I, I don't think the SFA have accepted it yet, and I really hope they don't. Um, I contacted the best of Scotland, and, and I said to them that you know if you are going to if you are going to shout about us, then 
we're happy to stand beside you and back you. We've still got a number of members in your region. So, yeah. Do you think, though, at that level, especially West of Scotland, I only speak for the West of Scotland because that's where we are, uh, do you think it's a case of, we just run with it, it's just dead easy to run with it. You've got committees out there that, as long as they've got a game on a Saturday, they're not really caring because maybe they say, well, we're not going to get up there anyway. The whole point of moving over was to get something better. And I get that because the juniors had stifled. You know, they, they stood still. But the whole point of moving over was to get something better and was to get access to the pyramid. If you get access to the pyramid, that shouldn't be stopped. You know, it's we've got seven teams coming down this year um, for the Premier Division into the, into the first. We could have had two or three of the teams going up. No, no obviously no the ones that get relegated, but we'd have two or three, Alton Lake, Darvo, going up this year rather than you know, the Colts going in there or whatever, you know, if it comes to it, make some extra spaces. You know, if if the Lone League really want Celtic and Rangers in, then create space for the guys in the east, the west and the south to get the opportunity to, to progress. They shouldn't be allowed to have it as a closed shop. They shouldn't be allowed to make decisions if they're part of a pyramid. You know, it should be it should, should include everybody. So we've heard your views on the conference setup. Uh We've got your views on the Colts. If I said to you, right, it's up to you how things are redrawn. Um, <laughs> I, what would what would be the the solution in in your world? To be honest, I've looked at us and I've spoke to some of the guys um, in the East, um, David Baxter. I've spoke to um, John in the West. And to be honest, but I would do it. There's a boy, Richard Osborne, in the, the uh, south of Scotland just now, that's putting out stuff. I mean, let's try and get all the rules the same so that everybody's got the same rules. And I think that's good. And I think that's really. We're pushing for a, a National Cup just now. We'll put it forward. We're hitting. This is the big exclusive, I think, today, is it? No, no, yeah. No, yeah. I'll hold that. <laughs> what time's this going? Um, no, we, we're put, no in, in fairness, that's already been out, but. What I would do, honestly, what I would do is, and it's not that the juniors have had their day, because the juniors have got a lot to give. I would have a board made up at every league, at tier six and below. So every south of Scotland, east of Scotland, west of Scotland, North Caledonian League, Midlands League, and uh, the North League, I would have a, a member of each of them made up and forming a board at our level of football. You know, let's get a voice, Let's let's get sponsorship, let's... Let's try and do something. And ultimately, I would have the juniors doing a National Scottish Cup um, and possibly a national team. You know, like, your juniors shouldn't be allowed to, to just disappear, but we also need to evolve. And to evolve, I think one of the big things is, is any any people that want to get back in, you know, any people that want to do it, do it. So when you're talking a national team, Alec, would that be from tier six and below made up of that? that board would then sort of decide on players would be picked from West of Scotland League, Junior League, North Caledonian League. Is that where you, where you would see it coming? Or would that be a National Junior League that would only come out the juniors? No, well, to be honest, it would be any member in Scotland. Um, ideally, we all work together. You know, there's politics. There's always politics in play at any level of football. And I've had it, you know, Paul, you know me, it's... What you see is what you get with me. But there's politics everywhere. And I, I get why there's politics. And there's people I have a lot more intelligent than armor. You know That's true, Alec. There that is Paul. <laughs> Just knowing this room right enough. <laughs> um, ideally I want to work with all these guys. Whether they want to work with me or whether they want to work with the juniors, there seems to be there seems to be a thing against the juniors with former junior clubs. You know, I you know, we're not doing anything regarding them. All I can say is it's not the same juniors as it was. Ten year ago, you know, there's there's scope there to do things right, and I, I I I'm quite happy to look at things and do things a wee bit differently for what people used to do before. I'm quite happy to look at what's best for the game. I think for obviously we have listeners out with Scotland. I've explained this before for people who are listening. This junior football is not kids football. Junior football is or was the original semi professional football in Scotland. Uh, the senior football, junior football, part time, and part yeah part time football, and now we've gone into this West of Scotland league, where 
the sort of most of the teams have jumped over, and that junior title has been taken away, and it's semi-professional football. Uh, and I think I just, I think it's confusing. I think the whole brand and the. I know, I know the brand's been around for a hundred odd years, do you know what I mean? But it's very confusing for people, because people will still say, to you, oh, is that kids' football, junior football? The world's a smaller place now, Paul, mm-hmm. to what it was yep. 50 years ago. Absolutely. You know, and, and I agree with you. And one of the things that some of the feedback I've had uh, regarding the Scottish Junior Cup is the name. You know, and, yeah. I, and I get that, I, I quite happily look at Scottish Community Cup, Scottish Challenge Cup, anything at all, you know, something that's maybe a wee bit different that would help us. Uh, Advertising. I've spoke to people about sponsorship. You know, you want to sponsor Scottish Junior Cup. Is that kids? Mm-hmm. There's no kids, but listen, I've, I've got maybe four or five very favourable ones that are, that are looking to get involved. I'm looking at putting an eighty thousand pound prize pot up. Right before you come on to that, I was just going to. That's going to be my next question. So, and we we have spoke. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's why you you're here today. We're here at Glasgow Girls. You told me it was karaoke. Yeah, yeah. I was just to get you in. I also told you it was a buffet. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell me that as well. <laughs> you want to create this national competition. We're going to have it out here first on down the divisions. You've got this prize pot of £80,000. Now, for your own sake, Alec, because people have got to say, aye, where's the juniors getting £80,000? What's the na- how, does the, how does this cup look? Is it the junior cup? Is it a Scottish cup? Is it a cup that's going to get you into the big Scottish Cup? The prize money, you've just touched on there, £80,000. Unbelievable. I'm sure the, SP, the SPL would quite like that, wouldn't they? How's that made up? How does that look? Because I know for a fact that members of the West of Scotland League got to say, how can they put that money up? Where's that money coming from? The floor's yours, Alec. Give us the exclusive. Give much, us the exclusive. I don't don't hold back there. Eh? No pressure, um, Alec. I, I no was keeping all that Alec. secret, but now listen. First and foremost, I've got to stress that I would ideally I would like to work with these other other leagues um, and form a cup or, or form a relationship with them that that helps us take it forward. Now we put forward a motion. They put forward a motion as well. West of Scotland's put forward a motion. John Dalton. Uh, ours has got prize money in it. You know. Theirs didn't, but I would imagine there would be prize money. I think they were wanting the SFA to look at it and whatnot as well. £80,000 is a lot of money to be given out, and the way I'd worked it, there'd be a payout to the last 32. So, wow. Um, what, not a lot of money. You know, obviously, the more money as you, as you progress forward. There's, listen, there's ways and means again. I actually think I'll bring a surplus in. I think I'd be about 120 grand, which would give me an extra 40 grand to put in the following year and maybe pay out to the last 64. Uh, there's the days of going and getting one sponsor for 50, 60 grand are done. That's never going to happen now. Were they ever there, Alec? They were there, Paul. You, you've always been good at, at being able to go out and source money. Um, maybe not that kind of amount of money, but I suppose if you really wanted that, you're, you're the type of guy that doesn't really want to get it. I've tried to get you with me for I don't know how long. You could do it when I'm asking a shotgun. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing about mass now. They're still there, you know, they're, they're going away shortly. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm going to five or six different uh, partners, looking at 10 grand each. We've also got BBC Alba on board. There's, there's money there, you know, the, the finals live this year, BBC Alba again. So there's money there as well. There's also money there possibly from a gate or from fine money or, or whatever, any other ways that, that we can we can find. You know I'm generally quite good at, at generating stuff and, yep, and finding new ways, of, new ways of bringing it. Um, I think it's a... 25 grand pot for a, for a winner. Right. I think okay. it's 25 grand I had for a winner, 15 grand for a runner-up, and then I think it was 10 grand for a, the semi-finalist and as, as you go down. You so know, it's healthy? It's healthy. Aye, listen, it's, I've got to make it attractive. I've got to make it attractive to, to the, the teams that maybe aren't junior now, you know, and make it, well, you might not want a butter up. And when I've kind of muted it out there, I've had a couple of second division teams asking if they can get involved. I've had a number of Lowland teams asking if they can get involved, but the Lowland League don't want to participate in it, and they're the Highland League. Do you think once somebody finds out there's an £80,000 pot that they would put pressure on the league to, to allow them to play in it? Because unless I'm wrong, other than the big Scottish Cup, I, I don't know any other competition at this level 
that would have such a prize pot. Well, am, I, am I right? I, I'm, I'm not saying that's a plan, but that's a plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's listen, the guys at the top might not want it, you know, so it might come down to the clubs wanting it. Mm-hmm. And, and on that, you know, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to open junior membership up again to former members. We've done it with the West of Scotland League. We allowed the West of Scotland League a lot of the teams still to be members. And we've had a discussion recently that it's only fair that that goes out to everybody as well. You know, not everybody will want to come back. You know, there'll be a number of teams that, for one reason or another, don't want anything to do with the juniors. 80 grand. <laughs> uh, listen, that, Paul, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that that's not the reason that it's 80 grand. Yeah. The reason it's 80 grand is, is attraction. Mm-hmm. You know, and listen, it, hopefully it can be more than that. You know, if I can work it well, it'll be more than that as well. So, Just on that then, just to kind of get a bit of clarity, in an ideal world, are you starting this cup uh, next season? No, it'd be the following season. I don't think there's time to, to do it next season. And again, I want to exhaust every avenue we working with the other guys before we go ourselves. I would much rather... I, I, I think it's very important that, that we all work together for the good of our level of football. Um, so we've got a meeting, I think it's the beginning of May, to see if we can sit and discuss both proposals. See what's good in them, you know. See, see if we can form something there. I, I think for me that's a bigger thing. You know, it's a, we need to get that. I think we need to look at the board type thing. There's a lot of egos in, in Scottish football, um, for the top or the way down. And again, as I've said, for me, it's what you see is what you get. It's, it, I'm no, I couldn't care less what MD thinks of me. I couldn't care less what I'm doing, what I've got, whatever. I don't plan on being in this position for a long time. Although I do like the tickets that I get for cup semi-finals and. And whatever else. Now, now we're getting to the bottom of yep. it, Paul. Now we're getting to the bottom of it. But as I say, I, I'm not here for a long time. I'm, I'm here to try and make a difference. I'm here to try and do what's right for the clubs, which first and foremost has got to be what's right. And again, just for a bit more clarity, this... So say, hypothetically, it happens, the cup comes in, it gets off the ground, you get the appetite from the clubs that you're looking for. Does that then run alongside the Scottish Junior Cup or is that going to be a long-term replacement for the Scottish Junior Cup? I think it'd be an immediate replacement for the Scottish Junior right. Cup. Right. Yeah, because otherwise... So and, and would this then be a cup that it'd be, it would be being administered by the SJFA or it would be administering out with, administered out with the SJFA? I think it would be... Well, what I, what I would prefer, and again, we're, we're going to sit down and talk to others, but what I would prefer is that it's administered by the SJFA taking can I say about everybody else within hopefully that board that I'm talking about says what do you think that, what do you think of that then Paul would uh, I know you're not you're not on the committee at uh, Kaluk Rovers but um, I guess without seeing it's an attraction I was going to say with, without seeing the detail on the face of it if clubs have got that kind of opportunity to to compete for even if you get to the as Alex said the last thirty two you're getting some recompense some reward it's got to be a it's got to be a good carrot and good for the game if the sponsors involved as well absolutely I think Alex was talking more kind of partners uh, if I mean I, I I don't know many aspects of Scottish football that would would or areas sorry not aspects areas of Scottish football that would generate that kind of sponsorship or partnership and. If you've got two or three companies it's that, that wants to come in and that, I think everybody, I, I, I don't think you've got any objection for anybody, are you? The only, only, my only concern would be is for uh, Kenny Young's heart. I think he's just fell off his perch <laughs> <laughs> with, another, with another potential, potential uh, cup. See, see, in fairness, it would probably be easier. It would probably be easier for Kenny. And I've spoke to Kenny on this. I've, I've given him his place and I've spoke to him on it that if this comes off, you know, what would be involved and whatnot. And listen, I think Kenny's really good at his job. Brilliant. Um, there'll be a number of teams now that are giving them a bit of grief, but that's because their parts are waterlogged or they've had games off or whatever. But I, I think Kenny's an absolute godsend to the West of Scotland League. Um, and he's been brilliant for me for the Scottish Cup as well. You know, he's always accommodated. When others maybe have mm-hmm. Um but he's always accommodated and, and helped us. And, and listen, it's, it's a two-way street. If he turns around and tells me, listen, I'm struggling for that date, could you move yours? We move, you know, it's about working. That's the first part of working together. Kenny will make it work, but we'll be playing Monday, Tuesday. I'll never guess a Wednesday off, do you know what I mean? But we'll certainly get a game on a Saturday and a Sunday. <laughs> Is that not just right. <laughs>
Alec, as well, you, you, you mentioned there as well that, you know, reopening applications for junior or for junior membership again. From from the way you were talking there, it sounded like there, there could well be an appetite for that. And could we see, albeit there's been this mass kind of crossover into the west of Scotland, could you see clubs, I mean, no, well, returning? Or is that is that a bit too far-fetched? Is it more just having a dual membership? I think it's more having a dual membership. You know, they've moved forward. The West of Scotland have moved forward. And there is the basis of a really good thing there. Um, and, and Listen, I, I genuinely think that there should be a board made up of these different leagues. I think that's the way forward for our clubs. And, and who makes that board up? Uh, it'd be a member from each but, league. But who over sort of sees the, the administration of that? Who's the overarching the SFA? No, I, th- I would imagine it would be the, the board that's made up. You know, they they set right. they set their own parameters. You know, um, we'd be happy to get involved in it, but you know, initially I think that would be a barrier. You know, the, the people that, that kind of maybe don't want to be involved with the juniors and whatever else. I think that initially that would be a barrier until they seen that we're open. You know, we're we're open to work with MD. We're, we're open to do again what's right for the clubs. You know, and it, it's no. The juniors only what people perceive. They perceive the, the Blazers, they perceive everything else. A lot of good guys on the junior committee. Mark Stanton, the president, is, is, is probably one of the youngest presidents ever. You know, I'd, I'd like to say he's 35, but he's, pro- he's probably about 45. He's the hard paper round, but um, Mark, Mark's coming in with some good ideas and, and he's backed me up in anything that I wanted to do. The majority of the board have backed me up in, in anything that I wanted to do. And, and believe me, some of my stuff's really <laughs> left field. You know, I, I kind of, I, I throw different things at them to, to look at and to do, so. Just a final thing on this cup. Um, you say you hope to bring it in the season after next. What is the, what's required now then? What I mean, what are you, what are you searching for? I know you've talked about it just there. It sounds a brilliant idea. But what needs to be done now to make this this a, a genuine reality? Well, I think, I think where we go first of all is, is, is the meeting with the other leagues. You know, and uh, I think that then determines where we go after that. As I say, I would much rather be done it in conjunction with other leagues. And I think that is the right way to go forward. The way I look at it now is every team's going to be in for it. Every, I don't see many teams, it would only be the leagues that would oppose it. Would Ian Maxwell and Rod Petrie back it? And is there a place or would there be a place in the big Scottish Cup for the winner? I was a place in a big Scottish Cup for a one of the Junior Cup just now, so I would imagine that was transferred over. Whether they backed it or no, um, we've had various pyramid working group meetings, and same way anything, you know, it, it kind of seems to be going down one road and it looks quite rosy, and then there's a fork in the road and it kind of goes in a different direction, and then there's another fork in the road which brings it back. So I would imagine they would back it if it's good for the game. You know, Rod, Rod Petrie and, and Ian Maxwell have been good. They, they maybe. You know, they're, they're maybe concentrating higher up and that's understandable. That's where the money is and, you know, that that's the, their main aim. But we've now got a pyramid in place and we need a voice. You know, that's a big thing. We need a voice as well, so. If if they didn't back it, does that necessarily mean it doesn't happen? Because if you've got sponsors there, there's a possibility of a cup competition being played. Well, well the Scottish Junior Cup will continue. If, if, if that's the case, you know, the Scottish Juniors Cup will continue and if it comes to the former members they want to be involved in it, they maybe need to go back to the leagues. You know, if, if these guys don't buy into it and the SFA don't buy into it, then we've already got a cup competition there. And would you put a fund in place for that? We would. It might not be as much, but we would put a fund in place, aye. My name's Tommy Sloan, Ocherlet Talbot Manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions. And now it's time for Mark Mackay to tell us who was this week's Best of the West. Last week's Best of the West saw Darnville go head-to-head with Clydebank at Recreation Park. After only eight minutes, Matt Niven got on the end of a corner to put the bankies 1-0 up. As half-time approached, a mistake from Darnville's keeper and the ball landed at Mulch's feet to make it 2-0 to the bankies at half-time. With Darvo fired up for the second half, Darren Muller overstepped to Mark when saw red on 55 minutes. Ten minutes later, it was effectively game over, 
Bengalia, made it three for the Bankies. No more goals or sending offs, but how much could this result damage Dalvo's chances of winning the title? Hi, it's Murdoch McKinnon, Port Manager here, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. Alec McDowell, the Chief Operating Officer at the Scottish Junior Football Association, is with us. Right, Alec, I mean, we've talked about your sort of plans for the future and, and stuff like that. I know you were on the show back in May, well, a couple of years ago, I think it was now, coming up to a couple of years ago, and we were talking then about whether, you know, the juniors were dying and stuff like that. You've, you've obviously then since gone into this this role, big big shoes to fill after Tom Johnson stepped down after all those years. Well, in fairness, um I, I, I don't know if you've seen the thing, but I think it was it's, it's a sketch where the, the Rangers chairman were bringing round the table and round the table and round the table and when the music stopped you to sit down. It was probably a wee bit like that. Um, I, I didn't look for a job. You know, I, 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 wasn't, a, I wasn't really wanting a job as such. Um, but we sat down as, as a, a committee and we had to decide which way we wanted to go. Did you want to bring somebody in to toddle along and it might be dead in five or ten years or... Did you want to bring somebody in to try and reinvigorate it, or did you want to bring somebody in to cut its throat? You know, so I'm I'm honest enough to look at it all and say, you know, which way do we go? I think there's still a product there, you know, and I, I'm trying to reinvigorate it. I'm trying to do something a wee bit different, whilst also looking at how our member clubs can maybe be part of something different as well. You know, because you've got the Midlands and you've got the North, and they, they could be autonomous well still be members of the Scottish Junior FA and be part of a, a bigger group and I think I, I really th- I can't stress enough how I, I think how important it is that there should be a board made up of tier 6 leagues that that for me is that's how we go forward In terms of the I mean you mentioned the regions out with where we currently sit now they're sort of the east and up north I know we we had representatives on from from those regions when you were on the last time. I think Larry Walls was one of them. Yeah, and and I guess in your role now, as have, have you had more dialogue with? Presumably, you have had more dialogue with those regions and and, and got to know more about those regions than possibly you, you you knew about previously. And is is it fair to say it's the juniors is, is still flourishing in those in those kind of areas more you know more than down here because we've obviously had this move across to the west of Scotland League. Listen, there's still a big junior movement down here as well. You know, still fifty odd clubs. Um, as we go forward, I would imagine that will come down a bit. But there's still the juniors have got that much tradition that you know people don't want to give it up either. Up up in the north and in the Midlands, they're strong junior. You know, and, and listen, it's taking a bit of convincing to them to, to kind of say right, listen, we want to open this up to former members, you know, because they feel as if some of the former members maybe haven't went about things the right way or whatever. If we open up to the West, we've got to be able to open up to everybody. You know, that, that that's our kind of way. It also gives us options that they maybe come back and pay, play in the Scottish Junior Cup. The, when I see it's thriving up there, you know, everything could be better. You know, same as the West of Scotland, everything could be better. I don't really know too much about the, the teams in the East. I've known much, much dialogue with them. But in the Midlands and the North, you know, they, they believe strongly in the product. But again, same as everything, it could be better. We've, we've talked plenty about the Junior Cup, um, but this season's Junior Cup is still flourishing as well, isn't it? I think we're reaching the, the proper business yeah, end of the season in, in that this season. Tell us a bit more about where we are well, with that. Got, we've got the semi-finals this Saturday. Um, we've got Auchinleck versus Kirkie Rob Roy. That's at Irving Meadows ground. And we've got Joker versus Peter Hill at Paul's ground, um, two thirty kick off. So if them didn't get along, then then great. The finals June the fifth at Kilmarnock, live in BBC Alba. Uh, if you can't get along, get to that. Myself and Mark Stanton, the president, will be at both games on Saturday. So we'll be driving, see half an hour of one, drive up and see half an hour of the other one, and whatever else. It's maybe something we need to look at going forward. That you know, we can, you can get the president, possibly a vice president at both games, probably Mike Namara. I mean, you, you mentioned the the two games as well, two two great games, two two great games. You know that stage, and again, illustrating. I know we've talked about maybe the Junior Cup going in a different way, but sh- you know, should be two good good games and and kind of um, reflective of 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 the cup. As of uh, 
I was on an interview before, and as I say, they're a mindset of cup. You know, there's, there's teams there that people might look at and think, how did they get there? I said a mindset of cup. You know, they, they, they could get there. Uh, my own team beat Beath 6 nothing, And we, you know, we, we get put out in the last 16 with Glen Afton. Um, but we wouldn't be expected to beat Beath. You know, Auchin Lake, aye, clear favourites, but they're there to be beat. You know, they've, they've had a couple of slip-ups recently and whatever else. And it's a cup game where anything can happen. Absolutely anything. So I'm looking forward. I'm actually looking forward to both games. Peter Sills obviously won the league the other day as well. Uh, going great grounds. Martin Lachlan tells everybody how good they are as well. Um, which is great. You know what? It is. It's great. And listen, I wish you four teams all the best. How have you found the whole the administrative side of it? I know administration's been you know a big part of your life and football that way, but... Going into going into this role, has it been, has it been, I don't know, what it cracked up to be, if you like, or have you been, or have you been given license to basically, in, you know, make sure, um, it's all it's been cracked up to be, if you like. I'm a delegator. Um, John Faith does a lot of the, the kind of secretarial stuff. You that's know, your assistant. That, that's my assistant. Um, and it, listen, John's got a scarlet bump on there. We can never get a hold of him unless it's email or whatever, but. It does a lot of work, you know, and the the paperwork side, you know, as I see earlier on, I'm I'm not that well educated, you know, I'm I'm no good at sending out emails, I'm no good at writing stuff down. I've got ideas, I've got a head full of broken bottles, you know, and half the ideas are, are absolute mince, but G- give us a flavour of uh, give us a flavour of some that didn't didn't get off the cutting room floor. Nah, there's no point in telling you that. <laughs> no point telling you those ones It's one of the good ones I'll tell you I had to ask Because you, you said earlier on That some of them were a bit You're never short of a left field uh, idea or two Listen I'm keeping them reserved Because I might bring them back <laughs> um, When I've been involved with the amateurs I've, I've put a lot of stuff forward Over over a long number of years And again politics And, and everything like that Kind of stuff get put in the back burner We don't know if every single one of them are in now it's not got my name attached, which I really don't care about. You know, for me, again, it's, it's about the clubs. You know, and, and if what gets put in is right for the clubs, that's all it matters. You know, so Paul, Paul will tell you, I mean, we started the 35s together. Nobody thought we could do that. 86 teams this year. That's a long time ago when we started that one. It was like, we're talking about that just before we come on here. That is a, that is a product is. I know, and listen, again, Alec touched on there. We had the idea, we brought it together, but Andy Dykes runs it, and, Aye. and you know, Aye. Oh, I'm, I'm not involved in it anymore. Oh, uh, oh, did you miss a bit where I says I was a delegate? <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, Andy, Andy and the team are just that brilliant, and, Andy yeah, and, and, it, Tomo, yep. and that, can I tell you something, the amount of people that weren't involved in over 35s mm. football, and now the over 40s, there's an over yep, 40s Over like, 40s, uh, we're going to do an over 45 at some point, I think the over 50s are already covered, right. there's actually, I was, I was, I was at a... A yesteryear meeting of football, yep. um, in Rogan t- uh, Town Hall, a couple of weeks ago, Rogan Library, and there's over seventies. There's over seventies playing football. I'm uh, brilliant. You know, if I'm alive at seventy, I'll look forward to that. Aye, so still, still time for you yet, Paul? Oh, no Not much. I'll tell. I'll actually tell you how that come about. It was I'd, I had an idea to set up a, an over thirty fives league at the time, and I actually wanted to do it right. And I phoned the SFA. How'd you become? You know. And they said, oh, the vice, the vice president of the SAFA wants to do this as well. I'll, I'll get him to, to give you a call. And then Alec phoned me. And then you come up and met me at the office, didn't yep. you? Up at Thistle. Up at Partick Thistle when we were in there. And I think Alex says, leave the teams to me. I'll get the teams. Just come up with come up with the idea. You were getting Sky Sports involved at the oh, time for a member. Everything, right? wasn't it? We got everything involved. I think we were going to get you a helicopter as well to deliver the trophy, Alec. I don't talk about helicopters <laughs> and trophies. Huh? No, so, and that's how it was. And see, within a week, and then it started off a Friday night league and a sa- and a Sunday league. The, f- the first, the first, the first season, season we had eight teams. Uh, we had eight, eight teams, teams. On, on the Friday, and then we had eight, I think eight teams on the yep, on the Sunday because yep. we we look we played on the Sunday, and then it just grew from there, didn't it? And then at one point, I think it was it was going. It went from Rue. All the way up to Stenhouse Muir, didn't it? Uh, it I think it goes a bit further now as well. Right, so that was good. Listen, it's it's the last guys that actually want to play football. That's know. it. Um, I'm hopefully getting back involved with the amateurs as well shortly. So, um, see where we can go with that one. How, how are you? How are you finding all the time getting involved with the amateurs again? Did you say? 
getting involved with that. Well, I've never come away from the amateurs in fairness. I, I run a Sunday league, although I've... Oh, he's coming away. I've heard this a million times. Well, no, I've honestly. I've, listen, I'm officially stepping away. Right? Oh. We're putting out here now, I'm officially right. stepping away this year. Alec, I've been in meetings and you've said you're officially stepping away. But however... It's, it's guaranteed this time right. because there is just too much. Um, I'm, I'm involved with the Friday night 35s. To be honest, I don't do much. Back to the delegation point. You know, Andy Dykes, as oh, you say, is absolutely outstanding in it. And, you know, he, he does what he's got to do. Um, but yeah... I am. I'm, I'm hoping. I put myself forward as. I've not put myself. Somebody else has put me forward as vice president. Um, unsure yet whether there's MDL standing or, or not. Hopefully there's not, and we can maybe get a, a wee free run at it and see if we can do something to help improve it. So, you've uh, liked what you've heard today, Paul, in, in the you know from Alec, and uh, I know you and you and Alec go back a while, but liking the kind of the the sound of what the future might hold. Oh, I know we have a laugh and we joke and all that, but if there's one man that's going to do it, it'll be Alan McDill. I don't think, and I'm not saying it because he sat across from us, I don't think there's very much that he's not put out there that hasn't come to fruition. And his contacts in the game are brilliant, especially with the amateurs as well. So if he, you know, if he, if he wants to create a cup competition and pull teams in, if anyone's going to do it, it'll be Alan McDill. Absolutely. Thanks for asking what you said outside, though. I'll not say I'll not say it to you again either. I'm just seeing a ten, <laughs> I'm just seeing a ten pound note being passed across the desk here. Listen, well, he's got eighty grand today. Right. Eighty grand today. Is that ten? Is not going very far. See, see the one thing I'll say, Paul is there's no there's no airs and graces with me. What you see is what you get. I'll, I'll know, and that's why we're not recording it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Face for radio, um, but listen, I don't lie. You know, and what, no, I know what, what I put forward. I'm I'm not clever enough to lie. That that's a big thing. Um, what I put forward, let's sit and have a discussion with it. If it's good, let's go with it. If it's no good, tell me how it's no good, and then we'll maybe look at how we can change it to make it accommodating for everybody. But you know, that's for me. That's a big thing. And the, the biggest thing is it's got to be a bit of clubs. My name is John McEwen, manager of Shots Born Accord, and you're listening to Down the Division. Well, we'll just see how. Uh just how intelligent Alec McDowell is as we reach the stage of the show where we clear up this week's Down the Divisions Decider and we'll see if Alec has got the answer right. Just a reminder of the clues uh, for this week's club. Uh, I'm looking for the club that when they were formed as a junior team in 1919, they were affiliated to a side with Dockyard in their name. They were once nicknamed The Wreck. They play in a place that was founded as a garden city. And it's the club where former Scotland international Stevie Crawford started his career. Alec? I've got Burton Island in my head. I'd, I'd have to go with that as well because it's the only thing I told you. But then, I know, but then I'm not going to copy Alec and I'm thinking Kikodi. And then I'm thinking, I don't know a junior team that playing Kikodi. So, Kikodi got a team? I don't know. Hey, where else could there be? Methyl? Like, I don't know. I know. I'll give you one. They're currently sitting fifth in the first division, Conference A in the East of Scotland League. Oh, that's narrowed it right down. In the what, what division? First division, Conference A. Conference A. Methyl. No, don't, whoa, 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 give me a minute. Don't, don't be diving in. Uh, Kikode. Port Island Shipyard. <laughs> Plucked that one out of the air, didn't you? No, it's Recythe. Recythe. So you should have got eyes, actually, show me. The, uh, the, 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 the senior team they were affiliated to was called the Recythe Dockyard Recreation, which then led to the nickname The Wreck. Um, the Recythe was founded as a garden city in 1909. I'm sure you knew that, Paul. Yep. And uh, yeah, Stevie Crawford started there and, um, and then he moved on to Wraith in 1992. What is a garden city, by the way? What? It's a city with a, a, garden. a garden. There you go, uh, brilliant. Lots of greenery, Paul. I love a tulip. <laughs> Alec, thanks for joining us uh, this week on the on the show. Been really good to hear your your ambitions. We uh, we wish you well. Thanks for with that, me. and we'll uh, we'll we'll keep an eye out for how things progress, and hopefully we can we can uh, play a part in you know telling folk about the updates and, and as to how you progress with that. So all the best with that as well. Thank you. And obviously, good luck for Go Out Ken next season. We'll need that. <laughs> Been a good uh, good. Uh, Show again out at the Glasgow Girls HQ pool. Yeah, just like to thank Jim and the guys out at uh, Glasgow Girls for this allowing us to use the studio again. 
hopefully we've come across loud and clear and uh, all being well we'll be broadcasting from here again uh, in future weeks Paul let's hope so Thanks again to our sponsors, 44 Creative. Go to www.44creativehq.com if you're looking for a photographer, graphic designer, videographer, or video editor. And don't forget, you can get in touch with us with your comments or suggestions for people to speak to, or if you'd like your club's audio featured on the show. Our email address is downthedivisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment which helps others find us and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions. Down the Divisions.